0: In this episode, we got to chop it up with Harlem's own Ronald Draper, artist extraordinaire. Ask about that guy. He's killing it. I
1: ain't eating. You ain't eating. What you mean you ain't? and You ain't making this paper, man? Everybody eats, B. Honeys play me close like butter, play toast. My milkshake brings all our boys to the yard. And I'll take you there.
0: What up, baby?
1: How you doing? You know, chilling, you know. Uh, just got to the studio and whatnot. Heart still pumping from that three-mile ride here.
0: Oh, the life you live. What is it, game? Yo, let
1: me tell you this. Gage, I left my crib at like 1040-something. I left my crib at like 940-something. And I had to wow. pump it through Harlem.
2: Yeah. Because I was you? like, I could wait to
1: take the call at my house. I'm like, nah. Like, why not just get there?
0: <laughs> the life you live with the Draper face, man.
1: Man, I'm all over. B. just sending emails in the morning, getting there, getting here to FedEx slits Like I just missed these jerks.
2: <laughs> like,
1: I'm trying you to get know. myself together. How's it going with you?
0: Everything is good. You know, just uh, it's been crazy to be like, yo, I'm gonna just start a podcast for everybody eats, and I'm gonna just get all my people on it and we just wanna talk the same thing we talk all the time like the yeah. you know, hustle, food, hip hop, like this is it's kinda like, of like what we a, do.
1: A, the conversation was to be the gate, so it is
0: Exactly like <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, literally you know. what this is. Literally what it is. Literally what it is. But I'm gonna hop in. Um you know we gratitude gang over here, so first I like to say thank you for you could have been yeah. anywhere in the world. But you're rocking with the best, definitely appreciate that. Of course, um, always
1: have, always will.
0: You're ready, already, already. So you're from Harlem, which means you love the hustle. Talk to me Absolutely. about how that kind of that hustle like shapes who you are.
1: Um, yo, like the thing is about Harlem, if you grew up in Harlem or grew up around the area or anywhere near Harlem or around people from Harlem, like it's not as if, like, you grow into the hustle. Like, it's not like you know it. For me, it never was the hustle that I felt. I just what life mm. was so mm. for me, it never was, like, the hustle. It's just like, yo, I knew of life to be this way because this is how, this is what I grew around. This is what I saw. Yeah. Like, your, your reality is your perception. So my, I perceive everyone always moving around, getting into stuff. It's like, all right, cool. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, too. And this is what like, life just is. But mm-hmm. Harlem, everyone's always on the go, selling something, whether it's the good or the bad. You know, right. <laughs> someone's always on the move, and it's just like you get it, and you get it when you want it, you get it when you need it. It's not yeah. just waiting if, waiting for it to fall in your lap. That's but right. Harlem's Harlem, baby. I, I love it, and it made me who I am because it created, it made hustling normal. It made it that's it made it just life. Mmm. So it never Fact. was an issue of oh I gotta go and be a hustler now or this is how I this is how I grew into it. It just this is what it was.
2: Yeah. It's all indeed. I knew.
1: It's all I still know. Indeed, indeed.
0: So you went to art you know, a lot of people don't even know. You went to art and design, Yeah, um, art and design hate class
1: two thousand four.
0: Oh, 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 oh. How did that like connect to you later being a visual artist?
1: crazy like my experience or I funny, I just had a conversation with a few students that I know mm-hmm. I did this event um with ushering down the counter a while ago and this kid's mom came up to me like yo you talk to my son he goes to his art school and he hates it I'm like that sounds all too familiar and I told them my mm. story yeah. no I didn't tell my story yet. Yeah. I'm like yo you sounded like you with art and design I'm like yo how'd you know because it did the same thing to me but I told them that Like, listen, I went to art school. Art school made art normative to me. It took something that was fun, and it made it, like, an assignment. It made it, Mm. like, work. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you may hate it right now, but understand they're teaching you tons of valuable skills and rules and kind of just techniques that you're going to want to use later. Like, teaching you all the rules so you get to break them later. Yeah. So, for me, it was just learning certain things, and I felt like, It did what it like. I felt like I'm glad it disconnected me from art because I wouldn't have had the need or the yearning for that connection later on. Mm.
2: Because
1: had I stayed with it, it would have been like, oh, this is cool. I love it. And I'd probably be doing something art related, but not what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because what I'm doing now is just the perfect storm of just the need to express myself, just social commentary, and just the need to get back into art. But I feel like if I stayed in art, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be here. Mm.
0: mm I dig that. I dig that. So kind of like you rocked out um, at Art and Design, and then later went to St. John's. And, you know, what's crazy about St. John's is, like, everybody is in, like, music or entertainment. And then it's Yo, you.
1: It's crazy. <laughs> Yo, crazy.
0: So you like, got Cole. You got Zeke. You got uh, my boy Jeff Deff. Info. Everybody yeah. is kind of like music writing entertainment, and then it's Draper. But like, all uh,
1: even looking at the bigger pictures, all art forms.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just like Jeff speaks, Jeff writes. Zeno um, Zeke, they're all they still they curate musical experiences essentially, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You have
1: Cole who writes, and his writing just happens to be music. Yeah, so it's still all art form, just creative expression. Hmm. And it's funny we, mm-hmm. were at, saying, we were at the reunion, but a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were just all talking like, "Yo, this is crazy. Like, what the hell was in the water when the time you were there? Like, what were they feeding us? Like, all of us? Came out at that time.
2: Like, they all got
1: me by a few years. Like Cole's a year older than me. sam I think is two years older. Than me. is two years older than me. Jeff got to be like three, four. Jeff's fr- mm-hmm. further ahead. Um, but like, yo, what was in the water there that so many of us?" Pumping out, even the younger dudes, like my man Trey Worsmith, he's out there putting out work in Brooklyn. He was, I think, Mm a year younger than me. So there's, like, a lot of musical, a lot of DJs came out. of Like, my man Reservoir Dogs out in Queens, they all came out of St. John's. I mean, so so there's a lot going on then. Indeed. And it's funny that you look back at it, it's like, damn, like, we all doing what we wanted to do. Same things we were, I wasn't doing that in college, but. Yeah, like it all kind of came to fruition for us. Absolutely, and it's just
0: great to see everybody. I mean, you know, everybody's eating literally. Easily,
1: yeah. (laughs) Everyone's it's real good to see all the way. (laughs) Facts. I tell them I'm proud of them as much as I can when I come in contact with them or when I see them or whatever. Indeed, indeed.
0: So, what was the transition to actually become an visual artist? Like, what was the tipping point? You was like. You know, I, I I played with art kind of like when I was younger. When did you make the transition? Like, yo, I'm about to really do this shit.
1: There's a few things in between that. So, at one point, it was just like, all right, cool, art. The hell is art. I'm just not, I'm just staying away from it. Mm-hmm. Then, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember being in class, like some classes, you know, professors are talking their heads off. I'm just drawing things. Like, taking visual notes. Mm-hmm. So my notes look like drawings, essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. And then...
1: My pops had it passed in 2012. It was just so much that I had to deal with. I've never lost anyone that close to me. Mm. So for me, it was just like, yo, I don't know how to deal with this. And my retreat that I forgot I had was art. Like, my retreat was always art.
2: Wow. I couldn't,
1: like, lock myself away. As a kid, I used to lock myself away and just start working on different things because it doesn't require anyone except for you. It didn't require a third party, it didn't require like you to call someone or wait on somebody, something you can do anytime, anywhere, as long as you had a pen and something to write on. Whether it be your hand, your arm, a notebook, over something else, whatever it may be, it was always there. So once my father passed, it was just like I needed something. And there was just a lot of resentment on my father's past of how I felt like I treated him in a dif- in a way that I shouldn't have when he passed, or before he mm-hmm. passed, rather. Because mm-hmm. for me, you know, I'm always on the hustle, always on the move. Yeah. So I felt like as a man, like, you got to do that. Like, as a man, that's, all men should always be working to provide for their families, period. And I mm-hmm. just felt like he didn't provide the way I thought he should have provided, which is wrong mm-hmm. for me to kind of impose my standards on him. Yeah. Because he wasn't built the way I was. He's from somewhere else. He wasn't from uptown. He lived up there, but that's not what he was about. That's not what his... That's not what it's like. It's a whole different generation. Like our generation is not is not like normal. Mm. Our generations are all movers and shakers. So you take you think that's just the way how life should be. So You think everyone should be like that outside of that, and it's not the way it is. Yeah. So I remember this one Einstein quote. I'm probably we we look it up before I chop this thing up. Like I think is if you judge if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll, it'll live its place. Here mm. we go. See, I know I would chop this thing. I don't know why and how I should chop it. Anyone's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it would live its life believing that it was stupid. So it's like that puts into perspective. Some things just can't be done by certain people. People can only do what they're capable of doing, and they can only do best at what they're capable of doing. So I looked at it like, yo, that quote put so much into perspective for me and, like, helped me a lot through that grieving period. So that's how quotes kind of got into it. I looked at that quote, like, yo, that quote can do that for me. Like, let's play around with different quotes and see what it can do for others. Like, I just love the way that quote felt. And then we put this little piece of artwork and just keep on playing around with it. Mm-hmm. And then in playing around with it, it just became, like, a whirlwind of things. I remember this is October 2012. Now, mind you, all this only happened is I was locked away in my crib for two weeks because Hurricane Sandy leveled out the financial district. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything. I was stuck in my house with glass and spray paint and like paintbrushes that my girlfriend had just got. So we're just sitting around. I'm just playing around with different things. So I think had it not been for Hurricane Sandy and then my father passing a few months before that, none of this would have happened. Like this is always a a joke. Like you've been to a few shows. It's always a joke that it rained every one of my shows. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the funny (laughs) thing is
1: my work only came because of a huge rainstorm. Yeah. Like, that was, it was born during a rainstorm, during a hurricane. So it kind of all makes sense. Yeah. And then it came to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to prepare for this this first show, this big art festival, joining the city somewhere. And I'm like, I'm going to take two weeks off to prepare for it. And after that, I'm like, you know what the hell is it? I'm just going to quit. It's feel mm-hmm. good. Like, I love the way it makes me feel. And I can always figure it out. Why? Because there's a fire in me that just won't let me fail. Yeah. There's something in me that's just like, yo, I got to do this. And it's just curiosity. Like, I can't I can't do the what I should have, could have, but didn't. Yeah. Like, I real. can't do it when it's like, like, I know for a fact I'd always be able to come back. Like, my credentials are good enough. That I'd be able to come back to that job or come back to a similar job on Wall Street. So, like, I couldn't just live my life thinking, you know, what if I would have made it in this art shit. But at the same time, like, what if I was... Hey, what it's ten years from now I've been stuck looking back like yo, now I got a kid and I'm married and this and that. Yeah. Now it's too late to just quit my job.
2: Yeah. Like let
1: me quit and do this while I'm still I still have a margin of error. Yeah. That's right. When I left, I think I was when I left Washington I must have been what, twenty six, twenty no, seven? I was twenty six, I'm not mistaken. It's two thousand twelve. So I left what I'm not bugging, two thousand thirteen. So I was yeah, I was twenty six. And it was just like, Let me leave now and he figured out. I don't want to be like 35 and be stuck.
2: Yeah, that's real.
1: So I dipped and was like, yeah, I'm out." Like, I just need to see what this feels like. Like, I can't, I can't willingly or I can't make a judgment of how this is gonna go because I haven't mm-hmm. put my all into it. Like people mm-hmm. always say, "I'm gonna wait until my side hustle grows and before I leave." Like, it will never grow if you just if you keep on putting, giving it nonsense hours. Hmm. You've got to give it the real hours. You got to give it the real time. So I say, That's you know fair. what? I can't walk away from this art thing. I can't walk away from it feeling like, oh, I I I could be doing more without doing as much as I can. And either I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim. Yeah, if I can't, sink. It's can't like, have acid. Right, yeah, you can't have acid. Like the stars don't align for those who just dabble. You got to go all in. Mm. So it's not as if like I didn't want to just say, all right, it's not working out the way I want to, and just. Dip away from it. Like, I want yeah. to say, all right, if it didn't work, I know why it didn't work because I put my all into it and I can walk away from it with my head high. So, but luckily, it worked out and it's still out.
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, you already know, Draper, you've been big bro from day one, but it's like, I got, I literally have some of your first pieces. So to Yo, literally, see, like, like literally, you know, you know, so to see where you've gone, kind of like, from the beginning to where you're at now, I'm like, yo, like, this guy is really, really tra- changing the game. And just to give people kind of, like, context and points of reference, because, you know, whether I'm, like, rocking with the young people or just, like, moving and shaking in the world, anytime somebody mentions something about art, I'm like, oh, you got to check out my boy, Ron. Like, it's, it's mandatory. Like, you have to, because I've seen you, grind like... I've been at the crib when you had glass all oh, over the place man. and paint all over the place. Like I've seen you experience that. So to go from like that to now is like you the king of Harlem Hospital, you rocking out at Eagle Academy, you getting accolades and awards is like, yeah, he should be getting that because he put in that work.
1: Yeah, I'm still putting it. Things I work harder then than I, I work harder now than I ever did.
0: As you should it's, because you it's can't not even like, get comfortable yo, I got it.
1: Yeah, I got this and I'm chilling. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, like, never. Yep. That's the yep. It's like, yo, like, I stay hungry, no, no pun intended.
2: <laughs>
1: like, there's always something to eat, yeah. there's always something to change. And just, just always, when I say there's always something to eat, that's not just talking about money, it's just talking about lives to be changed, experiences mm-hmm. to be had, like, people to help grow along with you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Like, absolutely. So I appreciate you being there. You've been there for a minute. Yeah, yeah we've been first out here. Art show. Yep. You was there be- before I was, I remember yeah. I posted something a while ago, just a comparison between my first art show, the RSVPs versus like the one I had in April. Mm. It's like the first one, I think it was like 34 RSVPs. Mm. You were there. You were one of those 34. Yeah, I and know. And the last <laughs> one was, I think I think I capped at like 600 and you were definitely what? one of those 600. <laughs> That's why people didn't catch it because I did it. That show was all day, yo.
2: Yeah. It was
1: from, like, 12 to, like, 10. People coming in and out of there all day. If I had everyone here for four hours, there'd be a line outside. <laughs> like, I'm looking at the time again, but I know that time was, like, 2 to, like, 2 to, like, 10 or something like that.
0: Yeah, because I remember you like, extended it.
1: Yeah, it was, like, an all-day joint. I was like, yo, we're going to rock out for the whole damn day. Like, I want to be able to accommodate everybody. Like, if you want to come, you're going to come. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, all oh, right, it's sold out, you can't make it. Like, nah, everybody, you want to show love, you're going to show love. And I'm going to say hi yeah. to everybody.
2: Yeah. So, I'm going
1: to tell you a story about somebody who felt a little slighted. I don't know how, but probably off the record, I don't want to throw her business out here. Cause yeah, like yeah I'm you know I'm going to chop wilding. it.
0: You know I chop it. <laughs> Ah, that, that, it's crazy, um, you know, to kind of, like, watch your hustle also on, on the internet, and you've been cooking a lot, homeboy.
1: Oh, you, and you only see the high. you don't see the high. there's a lot going on.
0: So, what's happening, like, what has you cooking, and what has become, like, your favorite dish?
1: Ooh, you mean, like, literally cooking, like, food, or are we talking about, yeah, like,
0: literally cooking, like, food. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been cooking. Like, I, I wasn't cooking years ago. Shout-out to my fiance who taught me how to cook. Word. Shout-out to Keisha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. shout-out to Keisha. I'd still be making, like, grilled chicken with salt, pepper, and, like, pasta. <laughs> but uh, my favorite thing to cook, like, uh, probably my favorite thing. I love fish. I don't like fish. Let I me mean, I mean clear this up. I hate fish. Mm. But I like salmon and shrimp. Mm-hmm. Like, crab, I do like, but I hate it because I have to work so hard to get it. <laughs> I hate food I have to fight with. That's why wow. crab and lobster are usually out the window. Mm. But, like, my favorite my favorite food, I don't know, I'm a big protein guy. So chickens, fish, um, oatmeal. I love. I'm an oatmeal kid all day. Mm. But my favorite dish probably, like, my honey jerk salmon, coconut oh. rice you just
0: going to drop that. Honey, jerk, salmon. Absolutely.
1: Honey glazed, jerk, salmon, baked. And coconut rice is my thing. Like, I make a real mean coconut rice.
0: Wow. Now you're showing off, (laughs) Drake.
1: That's my favorite. I went from, like, pasta and whack chicken to stuff like this. Started from the bottom. Now you're here. Yeah, now I can actually cook. I love eating. I got to eat. If not, like, I do too much not to eat.
0: Yeah, indeed. And it's crazy because you, like, literally connected all the worlds. That's why I was like, yeah, I got to get Ron for for Stay Hungry because it's like, so your artwork is also now in a bunch of restaurants. Talk to me about how that started happening.
1: The most random thing in the world, man. I was doing my um, Take Care Harlem initiative. We were feeding, like, hundreds of people around the Harlem area. Mm -hmm. And this dude, Carlos Fepson, who owned Boulevard Bistro, he donated, like, breakfast for all my, like, volunteers. Mm. So he donated, like, 50 things of, like, French toast and, like, sausage. I thought that was amazing. So I remember just going through his Instagram, seeing what he was about. because He was new to the yeah. And I'm like, oh, you got this empty wall space. Let's fix that. This, mind you, this is how quick this happened. This is, like, mm. a Wednesday. Like, the event was Saturday. I was on his Instagram on Wednesday, like, oh, cool, you got this wall space. Let's fix that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he hit me like immediately, like, "Yo, come in Thursday," and then work was in there Fridays. Wow, what is the game? Who's playing And them? that was the <laughs> work from that summer show. Remember the one that you? I think Nadia was there, mm-hmm. and what a Wayne O.D. Yeah, it was like you had the, I think the Mike Jackson piece. Um... That was not. That was the one. Yeah, that was the one with the Mike Jackson piece. That was the one with the, um, with the leather bow tie. That was the one with the big yep. Stevie Wonder one. And that was also the yep. one with the big drop cloth piece. So about yes. creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes, and art yes. is the one which ones to keep. Yep. The Scott, the Scott Adams quote. Yep. And he saw that. He was like, yo, that'd be perfect. measured it out. That'd be perfect for this face. Brought it in Friday. He had myself, Keisha, and two friends of mine for dinner that night. He was like, yo, come by. It'd be my treat or whatever. And then he had it up, and it just fit so perfectly there. And mm-hmm. then what happened was so many people liked it and were trying to buy it. And his wife, well, he knew how much he wanted it. So he offered to buy it. He's like, yo, people keep on trying to get it. And it's like, nah, I don't feel comfortable. So I'm just going to buy it myself. Wow. And then his wife went under the radar to me like, yo, I know how much he loves it. Can I buy it for him? Mind you, she didn't know that his, her husband wanted the people trying to buy it.
2: <laughs> so we had to ask
1: ma- to like, "I right, am cool. Like I'm out of town or whatever, or I'm not around for like a week or so. Just so he didn't write that check. Because if he wrote that check, it would have been stuck. Yeah. He didn't write that check and throw it in the bank. I'm like, nah, like, I won't be around. I'll take care of that when I get back. Or I forget what mm-hmm. the I even gave to him. So we mm-hmm. delayed it to after his birthday. And he had, like, a birthday dinner at his restaurant. Probably his mm-hmm. birthday's coming up, too. He had his birthday dinner at his restaurant. And what his wife did was put, like, a when he was looking, she put, like, the little Christmas bowls, like, the little gift bowls, yeah. He put a gift bow on it when he was looking at. It, she turned around and she he saw it like, why is there bow? And he's like, because I bought it for you. Wow. So then Look at that. After that, he got to his bathroom. He caught another piece, and then from there, other restaurant owners would see it and be like, Yo, how am I part? How am I like? What's going on here? Like, who is this guy? And how do I get work? So that's where corner search came in. Andrew Harlan came in. That's where other establishments around Harlem came in. Like, that's mm-hmm. how Harlem children has got thrown in the loop. That's how, like, the nail sweep by Lisa Logan, the same person as, like, Beyonce's nail. Like, Lisa Logan is a savage, yo.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Like, she's under the radar of one of the illest nail techs I've ever seen. Wow. You don't know it because she just lays low. She's not out there. Yeah, low-key. Low-key,
0: high-key, high-key. Like, low-key, high-key. High
1: key. Like, low low key, high key. Key. like yep. Lisa puts in, like, when, when talking about award shows, Look at think about all of Beyonce's videos. She did the nails for all of those. Look at the credits for, like, that, um was it, Lemonade, the first, like, the initial series thing she did. Look yeah. at the credits. Her names are in those credits. Like, Lisa's legit. So, wow, Lisa, that's... like, Lisa found me because her husband is friends with Carlos. He went there, like, yo, my wife wants some stuff for a shop. So, I met with Lisa, and Lisa's an amazing person. I am with, I talk to her often. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it's just crazy how people just see stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of and artists it's... think that exposure, oh, exposure has It's not as much as, it's not much to do with your work being everywhere Mm -hmm. as it is to do with people seeing your work over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Repetition. Yeah. It's not, exposure isn't me having work in LA, me having work in Dallas, me having work in New York, because the same people aren't going to see it. So it doesn't appeal the same way. It doesn't have the same perception. When yeah. people see it a lot, it's like, yo, who is this guy? He must be doing something right.
2: <laughs> so it's, <laughs> who is about this
1: guy? The, it's about the repetition. Yeah. And then people see work, and they'll see the RD, and it's like, wait, I've seen that before. And then it's like, where have I seen it before? And they think back, and it's like, oh, cool, wow, like, who is this guy? Yeah, so how I got That's how I'm getting all the sites for Harlem Children's Zone, where one of their um, directors was, like, eating at Boulevard B show. I think he was at a conference at Harlem Hospital, he went mm-hmm. to eat at another restaurant. Then I think what really like, was the nail in the coffin was like he went, he went to go meet his wife at, after she was getting her nails That He walked in and was like, wait, I've seen his RD in so many places. Like, this is the last straw. Who is this guy? Because I keep on running into his work. So this is why we need him for doing our sights, too. Yeah. So it was just like a snowball effect. And I got more coming. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, at all. I'm always turbocharged. Yeah. But so you wake up in the morning,
0: you're shooting in the gym, literally. Like, what is like, what's some music that you're listening to that really gets you like, hyped? like, oh, I'm about to body the day.
1: Um, it's a lot. Like, I still dim set. Like, Cam still gets me. Cam still get me up and going. Um, puff All them stick together. <laughs> Absolutely that money-making niche, MMM, always on that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, my
1: anthem. When I know, like, yo, don't bother me, so was like, yo, don't bother me, I'm working. Like, yeah. that's my journey. I can play that on repeat for six hours. Wow. And won't stop working, because, you know, if he's still working, this is a $400 million man.
0: Literally. And he's
1: still working like, he, he's, still working like he's dirt poor. Yep. And it's like, yo, I'm not stopping. He's not stopping to so wash it out. Yeah, like that man works. That's like my spirit animal. Like, if you, if you think, if you look into certain circles that I've known, like in high school and like college, there are people who still call me Diddy. That was my nickname for like ten years.
0: Yo, you know it's crazy. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just hop around. Remember, I don't know if it was a few months ago or maybe like last year, we was talking about, you know, you either come from one particular school yeah, or, you or both. Yeah, come from
1: schools. Yeah.
0: And so, the school of Sean Carter or the school of the school
1: Sean Combs? school of the Cones? Sean Combs. Talk to me about that, man. <laughs> so the school of Sean Carter versus the school of Sean Combs. So, in New York, there are two types of hustlers. You have mm-hmm. the low-key, you have the low-key, making moves out here, but not really in it for the attention and just kind of like, I'm not saying, like, like the low-key hustler kind of. The one yeah. who's you know, doing work, making moves, but not really all in the video. Not really all in the news. (laughs) Not really, like, not about the glitz and the glamour. Not not say the glitz and glamour, but not about, like, saying it loud. Yeah. Very quiet, very humble still, and just just behind, he's behind-the-scenes type of dude. That's a Sean Carter. Yeah. Like, Jay, we all know, dude makes moves. He's a hustler. Yeah. But he never really, like, He's never boisterous about it, never very, like, loud. Just Super low-key. Mm, super low-key. Then you have the Sean Combs.
2: Mm-hmm. The Sean <laughs> Combs'
1: school of thought or school of hustling requires a certain pizzazz, a certain flair, a certain, like, charisma that certain people might not have. Mm. Like, it's not for everybody. Neither one is for everybody. Yeah. Like if you have Sean Combs, if you're not, like, the dude who like to lay low or just doesn't like crowds or whatever. Like that's who he is. That's what the Sean Combs, that's what Sean Carter is. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm just about laying low and getting what I got to get. Then you have the Sean Combs where it's like, that's where most of Harlem falls in. (laughs) You said most of Harlem. (laughs) Most of Harlem. Most, (laughs) if not all of Harlem. And, those are the folks like you and I who are out there, like mm. still got movers and shakers, but we're the movers and shakers that people who that people know that are moving and shaking. Yeah. And like the ones that get worked from the attention, like, yo, I'm gonna make noise, period. Yeah. And you're gonna hear me roar. That's like the Sean Combs school. Where mm. we don't we don't like not say we don't like the quietness, but we don't shake things up a bit. Yeah, a little say, bit. They always say art is to disturb the comfortable and to comfort the disturbed. It's like, nah, I like disturbing the comfortable. Mm. Like, I like disturbing things in a good way. Yeah. Like, Alright, cool, there's not enough art around Harlem where it's like, they think art is just this one thing They people trying to come in from wherever, trying to take over this art team in Harlem. Nah, I got something for that. <laughs> like, nah, and it's not going to happen. I'm going to disturb this a little bit. Yeah. So, the the school of Sean Cole is a little more disruption, but good disruption. It's about deviance. It's Hmm. about deviance in the best way possible in the sense that you're just not going to be like stuck in what the status quo is. You're not going to just be sitting there just doing what everyone is telling you to do. It's like, nah, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. I'm going to let y'all understand that this is the way it should be done. Yeah. So that's the Sean Carter versus Sean Combs where any New York house is going to fit in one of the two. Yep. Or Easily. a little bit of both. Or a little bit of both.
2: Love like somewhere in the middle. It's like it's like, it's
1: like, it's like Republican and Democrat. You have the moderates. You have yeah. the moderate two, four, in between. I feel like the moderates are going to be like, who would be like a moderate? So I think, are there any moderate? heart? Like, Dame is absolutely not moderate.
0: Dame is not.
1: <laughs> I feel like Cam is a little... A little bit more Jay than Puff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cam, Cam, Cam does is a lot. Key, key.
1: But Cam is O D low about it.
0: Yeah, he's chillin'.
1: Like Cam, be ch- Cam does a lot. People don't understand how much Cam does, yo. Mm. They don't give him credit. Cam is a smart dude. Mm. We had, I remember the last interview I heard of his. They were talking about how he has tons of deals, with like Netflix and all kinds. But no one knows this. Yeah. But he's like certain things I won't put my name on. Because people will hate it just because it's me, just because they just don't like me for who I am or who they yeah, think I real. am. So he's like, yeah, i just be moving low-key. I'm just not thinking of any moderate. I feel like a moderate, I don't know. I feel like I'll figure out somebody who's a moderate Harlem guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I could be moderate at a turn because there's mad things I don't talk about. I just, you drop and things all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, like, you ain't even tell me about that. Nah, because I'm like, you know. I'm you like, know. <laughs> I, I'm, I The moderate, I think I am the moderate because I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely more Sean Kobe Sean Carter, yeah. but I like doing low-key moves, not because I don't want anyone in my business, because when I drop it, it's like, oh. Yeah.
2: You tell
1: you got, That's why I, I saying like
2: it's the best of
0: both worlds. Yeah. Like, it's like you got one foot in, one foot out. One foot you high-key, super high. Ron, you know Draper, you know around December 5th, Draper's going to pull out the Absolutely. the jacket, and it's going to be a problem. High-key. Absolutely. Key. You know, Drip uh, also be partnering with every school in Harlem, and you'll never know, low-key.
1: <laughs> never know. And it ain't just Harlem. I got I got Harlem, Brooklyn. Oh,
0: I already know. Brooklyn on lock. Man, you got some joints in quick. Like, you, you, I mean, yeah. you, and shout you know out to what?
1: Shout-out to what used to be my work at August Martin.
0: Yo, <laughs> you're not even, you even going
1: to discuss that's a, that that's a right separate there. discussion
0: yeah. <laughs> That's going to get me tight. But, um... Talk to me about, you did the Jay will Stop joint. Talk to me about how hip-hop has, like, influenced you as an individual and then that particular exhibition.
1: Man, so shout-out to that man, Carl Joseph Black, who threw out this article. This must have been, like, October 2015, October, September. It was, mm-hmm. like, early fall, late summer, about how Puff has literally influenced our, everyone. Yeah. Like, our entire lives and how his Ripple effect touches everybody. And I was like, yo, that's kind of ill. I'm looking at just the way I dress, the way I talk, even the way my work looks is very loud, very in-your-face.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's because I grew up watching very in-your-face visuals. So for me, everything should be in your face. <laughs> like, I grew up watching music video. Like, before pop music videos were, like, regular. They weren't motion pictures. They were mini- Regular, regular, mini,
0: regular, 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 like-
1: Schmegle, of course, he came in like, nah, watch this. I'm going to be off the side of a truck grinding on a wall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be floating in a, in like a, what they call it, like the parachute rooms, like no, no more money, more problems. Do was floating in the air. Yeah. With like, with like skydiving suits on.
2: <laughs>
1: like think about Crush on You, where Kim had four different, completely different scenes. Like he shot the video, four, she had to shoot it in these four different scenes so and to edit it that way. Yeah, think about like hypnotized. Yo, dudes was running from like spies and all types of stuff and driving, Legit. And driving. Like I think he was in a camera. It might have been m M three, a Mercedes S coupe. But dude was driving backwards and it was in helicopters and you had mermaids and yo, this is <laughs> this is uncharted territory for music videos. Mm. facts. And it's like that, for me, I didn't. Mind you, I didn't know any real music videos before then. Like, a few I saw, like, back in the day. But think about, like, original rap, Grandmaster Flash, and them, and the, the Furious Five, they was out here in leather suits on the street corner. Yeah. No no disrespect, but it's like, yeah, that's just regular stuff. But I grew up in the, in the era of not being regular. Yeah. I it is a different of, time. Yo, know, things blowing up and, like, helicopters and divers and, like, all kinds of... Sports cars going out 200 miles per hour. Yeah. So for me, that's just how my art ended up being. Like that was art that I saw growing up. So everything I do has to be louder in your face. Mm. Like as my as I grew, my work got louder and louder and louder.
2: Mm.
1: Like my group, my work is super loud. Like you can't ignore my work. It's yeah. not gonna be work that you're gonna see at like a doctor's office and be like, oh, this is like right. this isn't. Like you're not you're not gonna not pay attention to it. Yeah. A lot of work is like elevator music, where you see it, and it's like, it's cool, it's in the background, like, nah, my work demands your attention. Hmm. So it's just the same way, so, like, all of that going up to this thing, I'm like, yo, how much has, Just really thinking about, how much has this music video era, and just Bad Boy Pitt influenced who I am, and what I do as an artist? So I thought about, it, I was like, yo, a lot of it attributes to the Bad Boy era, and it'd be ill if I just incorporate a lot of that into this one whole art show,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Draper won't stop. Was just an ode to just the whole bad boy era of like late '90s, early 2000s. Is just how it was. Just visuals and like big picture visuals, mm-hmm. not just little rinketing music videos. It was like, yo, we gonna spend this money and we gonna give you what you need. We will proceed yeah. to give you what you need. <laughs> So it was Sorry. just that, so you had the big can't stop, won't stop, with the, with the blue gators on the joint. Mm-hmm. From Let's Get It, which might be, like the, people realize the whole video was all black and white except for, that like blue, well, obviously it wasn't shot in black and white, but the clothing, the background, the, the structures are all black and white except yeah. for, like, that pair of blue gators. So yeah. That blue gators always stuck out to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go on eBay and found some blue gators, or are you look yes. at just I, um. I don't want to say
0: what's crazy about the blue gators is kind of like you could be the master of the devil on entendre, right? So it's like you got the pink gators, my Detroit, my Detroit players, where the he talking about like Dream Hampton. So you got the gators from you got the gators from Big, and you got the gators from G. Dep.
1: Period. But I feel like deep depth, like, that was my, like, that was 2001, like, freshman year in high school. Like, yo, I remember that video came out. And for me, it was just like, yo, this is fire. Mm. this is like, you're in high school. This is your time now. Yeah. Like, high school kids don't know how much culture, like, they are culture. Yeah. The culture is not the kids in high school. So, for me, like, that was us. Like, yo, shaking every, I think I wore black and white for, like, three weeks straight after watching (laughs) that video. Yo, I'm well, with legit. You legit. I think I wore black and white for a minute. Like that's oh, when you had the black Yankees had the black sox hat. The black um white Chicago white Sox. We had the Atlanta Falcons at like look at yo, know, I wish there was a way we could look at trends at that time. I wanna see how many like like new era was making hats, how many black and white hats they made at that time. Yeah. Like how yeah. many hats they made av- how many team hats they made available in black and white. In, like, mid-2001. Yeah, I mean sudden it was mad black and white.
0: And just as, like, young black people, black and brown people, we've always pushed the culture forward. And Absolutely. It, I mean, it relates to, it correlates to, like, dollars. Absolutely. So, you know, that's 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 always interesting. But, you know, the podcast is called Everybody Eats, inspired by your man Ace Boogie of Trading Full. Everybody um, Eats. Everybody eats B. So when you think of that term, what comes to mind?
1: It means that everyone needs to be a part of what's going on. Like anyone who's doing something dope. The thing is people have this conception that, or misconception rather, that um, like if I'm eating, you can't.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like there's enough room for everybody here. There's yeah. enough food at the table for everybody And for those who are eating, it's also our job to stay cooking. So opportunities are still around for everybody else. Yep. So your job simultaneously as a person in that type of regard is to still be eating, yet still be cooking. Because even as I'm doing things, I'm realizing I can't do everything. So what I'm teaching, like especially my students, I have my students in my studio all the time. It's like, yo, come learn from me. Let me give you all I can. And think about inspiration inspiration is like fire fire spreads but it doesn't take away from the original yeah like as fire is spreading it just becomes greater it doesn't become thinned out it doesn't become watered down like inspiration the more you give the more you get mhm like it doesn't diminish as you give inspiration it doesn't work that way so i just give what i can it's like yo everyone eats like we all got to stay hungry the more we work the more food there is for everybody in the like, Indeed. the more people you have in the kitchen cooking, the more food there is. And the thing is, you teach people how to cook, too, so they can feed everyone else around them, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It ain't about just eating. It's about cook, learning how to cook, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay Indeed. Stay hungry, stay cooking. <laughs> you heard it and first, Monza. Yeah. And if not, I guess, think about it. That's how generational things get wiped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Because people don't mm-hmm. pass things down. Yeah they're just thinking about them and they
0: people
1: right now. Yeah, right now. What about the people after you? Yep. It's bigger than just you. It's bigger than just 2016. It's bigger than that. What about the culture you're trying to set? Is it going to die with you? Yeah. It shouldn't. That's right. Like, if whatever you're doing dies with you, you're not doing it the right way. You're
0: not doing it right.
1: (laughs) Period. (sighs) Like, I can say, like, when I'm going out of... Hundreds of people.
2: Indeed. have been talking what I do. It's,
1: it's, it's way into the hundreds now. I got hundreds yeah. of students. I've talked to hundreds of artists. I I tell you, I have a very open door policy. You are an artist, you want to drop by and holler at me, talk. Yeah. I'll tell you about the failures. I'll tell you about the good and the bad. I'll tell you about why I do what I do. Mm. And just tell you that, shoot, I believe you should do the same. Yeah. I'm not the only one who deserves to be happy doing what I'm doing. Absolutely, man. Y'all should be rocking out.
0: Everybody
1: eats. <laughs> everybody eats. Then everybody also learns how to cook. Yep. That's the second yep. part of it.
0: Quotable. Quotable. Quotables by Ron Draper. Quotables by Absolutely. Ron Draper. We ain't go and wrap this up because you know we can literally be on the phone for hours. Bong, 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 bang, bong. Bang, bang. My man, 50 grand.
2: Don't be drinking Yo. on the streets.
1: <laughs> My name is Ron Draper. You are listening in to Everybody Eats.